Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Brian Thornton. <clears throat> what up? <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't work as well when, when it's not when when there's no Josh. Like Josh does the what I'm up, trying to fill the void. Well, listen, you're filling the void because Josh decided to go on an interdimensional uh, game of hide and seek. Uh, he's looking for Szechuan sauce. So if anyone has any, can you please send it to us so we can have Josh back? Yeah, my local McDonald's is out. They are not happy with that. I threw a hissy fit, and then they called me a mouth breather, and then they threw me out. I just I thought it was rude. Well, stop breathing through your mouth, man. Well, listen, just sometimes I have sinus issues. All right. Well, since Josh isn't here, uh, let's just dispense with the banter and just go right into uh, this week's topics. And uh, it is a brand new month. It is the month of July. Which means that Brian, again, has sat down and then, like the Founding Fathers, wrote up a wonderful document that we call the Blockbuster. Well, good sir. Uh, there are uh, a couple movies coming out uh, in this month that, that are worth our time and some that are not. Why don't you lead us the way and tell us what we should be talking about this week? Um, Sure. So, uh, starting on Wednesday, July 4th, the first Purge comes out which is a prequel to the other four Purge movies that you've seen and probably only remember one. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this. It doesn't have anybody in a, a real note, except I think Marissa Tomei is in it as... Wasn't huh? one of the Purge movies already a prequel? No, not that I know of. I've okay. never... I, I don't really watch the, the I'm not the a Purge, purge person. I'm not I'm not a Purgeite or whatever you want to call them. Purge. Perjicamund? I don't know. Per, per, Perjadian? I'm not sure. Perjadian. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I mean, seriously, if you don't know what the, the these movies are about, it, it's... Good. Good just, for you. No, if you don't know, yeah, don't explain it. Just, good just for you. Just skip it. Just, just skip good it. for you. you honestly, it, it's more just horror for horror's sake. Talk about really the movie don't. we really want to talk about. That's, that's Do we really want to talk about this movie? Oh, this movie. Yes. yes. Uh, so that's on Wednesday, July 4th. But that Friday, which will be this coming Friday, uh, July 6th, is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which if you don't know what that is, I don't know what to tell you. Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> uh, I am excited for this movie. I was a fan of Ant-Man. I, I don't shit on it as hard as, you know, like Josh does. Uh, but there was definitely some room for improvement. And from everything I've seen, uh, it sounds like this movie will will be better than Ant Man and is a, yeah. a good setup to some future movies. So. It's uh, it's got a higher score on Rotten Tomatoes right now than the original Ant Man, which I believe is it's at eighty nine percent currently. So I mean, all signs point good good things. Good things coming the way. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Most definitely going to see this movie because it's a Marvel movie, absolutely, and that's what I do. Um, so. Then the week after, on July 13th, there's a couple uh, of things of note to come out. If you have some little ones, some some tiny little kids running around, you might take them to go see Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, which is the, obviously, third movie in the Hotel Transylvania um, franchise. I don't think they intended to be a franchise. I've, I've, got a, I've got an axe to grind with this movie franchise. I can't stand it. The 13th, Why? The, I just, it's so annoying. The 13th is my wife's birthday. So my wife was like, you know what I want to do on my birthday? What? Go see Hotel, Hotel Transylvania 3. I was like, oh, like with the girls, she's like, oh, yeah, we can take them too, I guess. <laughs> my wife loves this franchise. I, I, do, I do not. But I'm going against my will to go see Hotel Transylvania 3. And then uh, I will not be seeing uh, our next movie on the docket at all. You're not going to see uh, Skyscraper starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Nev Campbell at all? No. It's Die Hard. It's just Die Hard. But is it? It's Die Hard with a fake leg. And, I'm and okay with that. No, I, no, you know why? Because we have Die Hard. I don't need more Die Hards that are not yeah, Die Hard. But I, I, I need a Die Hard starring The Rock. No, no, you don't. I'm, I'm, yeah, I do. I'm okay with that. No, move on. Um, July 20th is uh, three movies coming out. Um, we'll start with the ones that I don't care about. Unfriended Dark Web, which is another horror movie. Haven't which is a sequel heard of to. Well, no, there, there was that. The, That's the, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. All right, all right. I mean, first off, here's the thing: the the whole point of Unfriended was that like there was this weird person on Facebook that like automatically oh. friended some people, and then they unfriended them, and it turned out to be this ghost that haunted you this through is, social media. This is the stupid movies that are take place only on the computer screen, right? Right, like right, right. Capture. There's another one with that with the guy from Harold and Kumar. 
uh, go to White Castle, he's doing a movie like that where like his daughter's missing, and it's only through like the Mac screen and like. Oh God! I, I, I wish no this idea. would stop. This is so dumb. My question is: It's subtitled "Dark Web." I don't know of anybody who's not like of nefarious origins that has access to the dark web. So I'm not sure what this movie is going to be about. I don't know of any social media that's on the dark web. So if that's your kind of thing, if that's your cup of tea, there you go. July <laughs> if, 20th. If you know what the word Tor is, go see Unfriended Dark Web. There you go. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum is another movie I don't give a shit about, and it's Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Jesus Christ. I hate ABBA. I don't care if they're going on virtual tour again. I hate ABBA and all of their music. What? Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. ABBA, (laughs) ABBA who famously broke up because they hated each each other, other, and the two couples who were married got divorced. They reunited recently and, and like, recorded two new songs. Okay. And they're going on tour. But they still hate each other. So they're not actually going on tour together. It is a virtual reality tour where you will see them in their young and prime <laughs> performing all the songs you love. No. Such as Fernando and Dancing Queen. And, yes, most likely Mamma Mia. Or, or. you can just watch this crappy sequel about... The characters from Mamma Mia again. Sequel slash prequel slash sequel prequel. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's all flashbacks. It's all timey wimey. It's all weird. Yeah, like okay, we spent too much time on Mamma Mia. Please, for the love of God, don't you, give this. You, you I, I, I didn't know Abba was going on virtual tour. That makes no sense. But okay, here's the movie that I do care about. It's the Equalizer Two, <sighs> which we did talk about when the the first trailer for this drop, starring Denzel Washington. If you haven't seen the first Equalizer, please, 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 please go see it. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah, and that's so, all I have to so say. So you about know it. how like there's Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason. You know, you know how those things have happened. We've we've aligned that to make that uh, a reality. Sure. What we need to do is have Liam Neeson from Taken versus Denzel from The Equalizer. Mm. At first, they fight each other, right? Because they think, but like, then they team they, up because they, they misunderstand. There's a misunderstanding, right? The one of them frames the other, or whatever. And like but then every they realize, '90s Marvel crossover. Yes, but then they realize, oh no. The evil bad guy over here who took both our daughters and, and for some reason stuff isn't equal. And then Denzel's like, team up and let's go take this down. And then they, they take things and, and then equalize them. That's what needs to happen. That's not what the title Equalizer's for, but okay. I know. Money, please. <laughs> Money, please. Money, please. All right. Uh, I, yes. I just got done watching all of that. I'm glad I could bring up a Parks and Rec uh, uh, reference. That helps if I can remember the word. I'm glad I brought um, up a uh, Parks and Rec reference to, to make you happy. Uh, and it, I do it in Josh's honor. But uh, please, go see The Equalizer if you haven't. It's probably on some streaming service. Go figure that the out. The final week in July, July 27th, has two hot new releases I'm so excited about. And one of those is Mission Impossible Fallout, which I am truly excited for. Tom Cruise is back being Ethan Hunt and jumping out of planes for no reason. Flying helicopters by by, by Tom Cruising helicopters. It, and then he's breaking Tom Cruise and everywhere. And then he's breaking just, his ankle and showing that on film. Cruising USA you all over it. the place. All over the place. And I'm fine with that. More more of Ethan Hunt and more and, yeah. more of that. Keep making And those. uh the other movie, which I am so excited for. Teen Titans Go to the Movies comes out <sighs> July 27th, and I will most likely have to see it if I want to try to save my beloved Teen Titans show. Are you going to Teen Titans Go to the Movies with Clan Burns? Is that is that happening? Uh, I mean, it's still a month away. We have not made we have not made the plans yet, but I will make sure I make the plans because that is the only way I will see this movie willingly. <laughs> I am very curious to hear from from you, listener, what you think about the fact that Teen Titans Go to the movies, which is going to be a terrible movie, could possibly bring back the good Teen Titans in in, in their own maybe movie or series. And if you will go see this bad movie to get a good movie. I, I, I don't know many instances of, of this. Like I can't think of something recently where this has been the case, where you have to go support a shitty movie to get a good movie. Do you have, I, can, I, I can't think of any other analogy or any other case where... Some studios held it ransom. Well, you better go see this movie. Maybe we'll make something you like. I uh, I do not know, and I don't care. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the mob. It's like, it will be a shame if nobody saw this movie, and then you don't get your good movie. That would be terrible. Go get a ticket. 
Anyway, it's a mob shakedown. Uh, I gotta say, uh, Month of July, kind of, kind of light. I think Ant Man and the Wasp is a big, th- a big contender, and kind of maybe frightened a couple movies out of there. I mean, Mission Impossible. You just put Tom Cruise, maybe like typing on a computer for three hours. People are still gonna go see it. Uh, I heard Ant Man. I mean, there's a pretty big movie coming out every week. So, eh, okay, it's the perfect use for your AMC pass that you're gonna get that we talked Which about. Last you should week. have. They went on sale. You, I, I hope, I hope you got them. I heard Ant Man and the Wasp is about two and a half hours. Uh, which is a good runtime for that movie, so I'm I'm excited, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that Unfriended Dark Web is about ninety minutes. I'm <laughs> thinking it's like eighty seven, <laughs> and Mamma Mia, same thing. So uh, yeah, yeah, listen, I I hope you have Movie Pass or AMC. Was it Plus Premiere, Super Duper Fan, Fantastic Art Show Extravaganza? Uh, and you don't pay a lot of money for these movies, but uh, I'm glad they're here. Thank you, Brian, for again masterfully like our founding fathers. Coming down saying that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all popcorn should be eaten at movies. I appreciate it. Uh, this this is true. All popcorn should only be eaten at movies. Yeah. Don't eat it at home. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> so in uh, in honor of the blockbuster, we do want to uh, kind of share some news with, with you, our fans, um, about some ch- uh, not changes, but additions that we're making uh, to the show. And in and more importantly to our Patreon. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of a way for you to uh, just support us uh, in bringing the show to you every week and, uh, you know, support us, you know, not just you know, financially, but, you know, you get some cool stuff out of it as well. Uh, there are several different tiers that you can choose to support on a monthly basis, uh, starting with uh, the Nerd, which is $5, gets you insider access. Pretty much you get our topics early. You get a kind of a say in, you know, what our topics could be. And, uh, you know, direct line of communication with CJ, which is always great. That's my favorite part of the show. Um, so you get more interaction with CJ, sometimes me, because I barely use social media, but most definitely CJ and Josh. Let's face it. They're the interesting ones. Um, and then if you go down to if you decide that you want to be a super nerd and donate $10 a month, you would also get not just everything that I talked about in the $5 tier, but one time mystery gift where you can receive a handwritten note uh, from our team. I know yours, what you're thinking. No one handwrites notes anymore. But guess what? We do. Yep. And we like it. And you could get a mystery gift from us. It could be a magnet. It could be a mouse pad. It, it could even be a boat, apparently. Um, it's probably not a boat. Thank you. Um, but it, it's a perfectly viable option that you will actually absolutely get a nice little gift, some little that kind of nerd, um, you know, cool little thing that you can hang on your uh, your work cubicle. Um, and then if you want to be that kind of nerd, that would be the $30 tier. You'll get swag from us every single month. Some sort of that kind of nerd merch, magnets, buttons. We have T-shirts, all sorts of stuff. You will officially become an official sponsor of the podcast. You'll get your name dropped on the show as we do with Brian Roman all the time, which you have probably heard him. You've probably heard his name so much. You probably feel like you know him and you can, you too can get that kind of treatment, but we are also going to add one more benefit. It's going to start at the super nerd tier. So if you donate at least $10, or if you decide to do the, that kind of nerd $30 tier, You'll also get a special additional episode once a month. And the reason I'm talking about this now is because every month we do the blockbuster and we, we always talk about what our big movie, what, what's the movie we're definitely going to see. But I can definitely speak for myself and I know CJ, we definitely see more than just the one or two movies that we, we cover in our spoiler cast on that kind of nerd. Oh yeah. Clearly, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp, we're going to review that in the, the, the week after it comes out. You know, we'll probably talk about Teen Titans Go, but we see a lot of movies every month and we don't always talk about them. So what we want to do for for our fans, especially those people who want to actually, you know, donate to us is we want to give you an additional episode once a month. It's going to be a spoiler cast. And here's the cool thing. We're going to take four movies from the list of that of the blockbuster that we give you every month and you guys will get to vote on what movie you want us to cover. So we will most certainly try to see it opening weekend or, you know, within the first week that it's out so we can make sure it gets out to you in a timely manner. And then we will drop the episode specifically for you, the people who have decided to donate money to us and, you know, decide to hear our voices a little bit of extra time uh, while we talk about movies that maybe we know stuff about, maybe we don't. But it's always going to be a fun conversation. 
So this month, the four movies that you're going to get to vote between are going to be Hotel Transylvania 3, Skyscraper, Equalizer 2, and Mission Impossible Fallout. People are going to make me see Skyscraper, aren't they? Being as CJ just said he's not going to see Skyscraper, I highly urge everybody who is a Patreon subscriber to vote for Skyscraper. Because I would love to make him sit through this and then have to talk about it. It's going to be fun. Uh, we were going. We are going to make that live official starting today when this episode drops on our Patreon page. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so, and then go ahead and vote for what movie you want us to review and do a full spoiler cast on, so that you guys can enjoy some extra content from us, and maybe you know we can push you in the direction of seeing an extra movie this month. Who knows? And and just to, to give you a little clarification on this, there is a link in the show notes to our Patreon page. If you uh, don't see that, though, just go to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. What will happen is for the spoiler cast will be a special uh, URL that you click. You just subscribe to it just like you do our podcast. And bam, as long as you're a patron, uh, it comes right into your podcasting app. So you don't have to seek it out. It'll just pop into your, your uh, podcast app and you're welcome. And uh, you guys are totally going to make me see Skyscraper. I just I, I feel it <laughs> in my bones. That's going to be fun. Uh, so uh, everyone who likes to make me uncomfortable and suffer, uh, please go give at least the $10 and become a, a patron on, on that kind of nerd. I, and I appreciate, seriously, we, I can't tell you, it means so much to us that uh, Brian and, and, and other people have been supporting us uh, and helping us out. So thank you so much for anyone who even can consider it. Uh, we, we gladly uh, just make everything for you every week, and we're, we're very excited to, to keep this going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to talk about the world of movies in a segment that we now call Screen to Stream. This segment currently does not have a theme song. (laughs) So the creator of The Simpsons has uh, unveiled his latest show that is going to be a Netflix original animated series called Disenchantment. And if you're a fan of Futurama and you're a fan of The Simpsons, this is right up your alley. Um, This looks really cool. I can't tell if it's supposed to be like a like a bad D&D adventure or like 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 what it is but I'm all about it. Uh this looks really? Yeah, I think this is I think this is really good. Are you not on board for this? I'm not all about it. Like I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll definitely give the first couple episodes a try, maybe even the whole first season, but here's the thing with uh with his his animation like uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan of the Simpsons. Right. I've seen a couple episodes that I like, but I've also seen a couple episodes that are not so great. And when you go on for 30 seasons, that's definitely bound to happen. Yeah. But I love Futurama. But even in Futurama, like there was that time period where they did like those movies that I wasn't a huge fan of. So like he's, you know, and the thing that made Futurama so good is is like it had a lot of really emotional moments, you know, almost make you tear up and I'm not crying, you're crying moments. Right. So... I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see that kind of stuff in this type of show. I will say this. I mean, the D&D like Futurama movie that they did, that was pretty fun. So if they take that, like the spirit of that and just made it into a show, it should be good. And that's why I'm all about it, because I think that's what this is. I think someone at Netflix. I I think someone at Netflix saw that episode of Futurama. It was just like, you know, a lot of people watch that, right? Because they got the stats and there's like, you know, a lot of people watch that. Hey, uh, we can get this guy to do a whole show like this, right? Because we're Netflix and we have billions of dollars to just burn. So why not? Um, do we know? Is anyone in the? You know, a lot of the people from Futurama are lending their voice to this show, which is you know kind of. And and to be honest, let's 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 honestly look at this. He's not driving the boat of The Simpsons anymore, right? He's just he walks in once a month and goes, "What are we doing? Oh, okay, that looks good. Check, please. Thank you." And then just leaves. Like he's not. Not driving that boat. I can see him driving this one. I'm he, I'm sure he's most certainly going to drive the first season. That's normally what happens. I mean, there's not anybody like of note in this show. It seems like a lot of newcomers, with the exception of John DiMaggio, who does a ton of voice acting, but you will know him as Bender from Futurama. Maurice LaMarche, who was, I know him as the brain from Pinky and the Brain. But other than that, like, you know, there, there's... Oh, yeah. There's a Other bunch of two amazing characters that everybody loves from those major uh, oh, franchises. Oh, you know who who is in this? Uh, Eric Andre is in this. Oh, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You know who I he know is? Eric Andre. Yeah, he he's one he's of the main cast comedian. members. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got it's got some decent people in it. So 
We'll see. I mean, again, when it comes to animation, it all comes down to the writing. Like, honestly, it, it all comes down to they they have to have this good balance of humor and, and, you know, drama. And, you know, sometimes The Simpsons does it really great and sometimes it, they don't. So, you know, we'll see. It's on Netflix. They'll drop the entire first season at once. They're probably going to be 10 or 13, like, short 20-minute episodes. You can probably bang it out in a day. So I definitely will do it. And, uh, you know, depending on how I feel about that, we'll see if I go on to season two. I'm right on board for you, man. So I can't wait for August to come because I, I, I'm I'm ready for this show. I need it. I don't have cable, so I like this stuff. This is when I can watch it. Okay. Hey, remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Mile 22, that yeah, action the, movie? Yeah, the, the, the Marky Mark without his Funky Bunch movie. Right, right where he's, he's uh, again, bang, bang, shoot him up and, and all that. So the movie is like still months away from being released. And they're already working on a sequel. I think we have a franchise. <laughs> um, I'm kind of shocked by this. So, like, the the studio behind this movie, uh, they have a weird track record where they they like they're like they did that Jackie Chan movie, The Foreigner. Okay, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was not a, that was not a very good movie. Uh, they also okay, did. But what else have they done? Uh, they also did. They also did another one. Uh, with David Tennant called The Bad Samaritan. I did see that. That was a bad movie as well. It wasn't terrible. It started off okay, and then just was like, eh, whatever. We'll figure it oh, out. Oh, so later. you did see it? I did see it. I did not the, enjoy the it. The ending most definitely was lackluster. It was not very good. So, But they put out a couple other movies that like do mildly well. I think they're also the studio that is behind The Meg. Um, so, like... I'm just, this is so weird. No one's seen this movie, but yet we're greenlighting this. I, it better be good then. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's a lot of confidence coming out from a movie what, that no one's seen. What really boggles my mind about this story is, is not just that they're doing a sequel so soon before this even gets released. They're doing it with a new screenwriter. Yeah. Why would you change up something like that? If you're so confident that this movie is going to do so well that it warrants a sequel, why would you change your sc- screenwriter right away? That makes no sense. So. Um, we'll see more of that. I just thought that was odd. I was like, hey, we just talked about that movie. It's got a sequel. I was like, oh, did it come out? And I already missed it. Nope. Not even out. So I, now when do, do you know when that comes out? Uh, did I miss that in the I, blockbuster? Is it this month? August 3rd. Okay. So it's, it's in August. Gotcha. So the movie comes out August 3rd. We are whatever. Okay. It better be good. Now, that's the thing. I can't forget that now. So I'll go into this movie going, I'm going to make a sequel out of this. I'll just like that's the only thing that'll be ruminating through my head. I'll be like, oh, well, better have a cliffhanger. That person's with a dead. Stinger in the credits. Guess John Malkovich isn't coming back. So, oh well. So we also got some news that was a, a development for something that I considered dead years ago. The Halo TV series is finally happening. And and so, uh, Brian, you're gonna have to correct me because this is vague. I remember this being years ago. Uh, they were at it was at E3. Steven Spielberg was on stage talking about the Halo franchise, how they were going to do a movie, they're doing a TV series, they're doing all of this stuff. So I thought Spielberg was, like, in charge, like, like refresh my memory on what the hell No, 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 if I recall correctly, uh, Spielberg was probably going to produce it. I remember reading several articles that Peter Jackson was going to direct a movie of Halo, and that's why he couldn't do The Hobbit. And then things like things all fell through. So then he went and did The Hobbit. I haven't heard anything about this in years. They did a couple like they did some live action shorts, some online shorts, like and not like fan made stuff, like official stuff. The Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, was in a, a short miniseries that they eventually released on, on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, all right. And that was very well received. So, I mean, it makes sense. This this is a, a franchise that is right before a television show. It's got a huge, huge backstory that you can delve into without even going into what the story of the games are about. Um, and, and I think it's smart. I mean, it's 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 like uh, it's like Starship Troopers with, you know, cooler, cooler effects, I guess. Um, yeah, the, the last the last thing I heard about this now, my memory is flashing back was it was around Halo five. So that was 2015. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. About three. They or four were supposed years to be working with like Showtime and Hulu to actually make this happen. And you're right. It was Steven Spielberg producing it. 
Uh, and and I, I I think you are correct that it was supposed to be Peter Jackson actually doing the d- direction for it. Yeah, and it was supposed to be on like Xbox Two. Like it was a weird thing. But so so it's been officially confirmed by Showtime that it's picked up ten episodes of this of this season. I mean, and, and show, the show, I mean. Showtime is the network you want to see something like this on. Like you can get completely down and gritty and bloody and and everything that this franchise is supposed to be. Steven Spielberg's Emblem Television is still producing it, so. He still he still has his name on there. But here's my here's my bigger question: Does does anybody care? Like, yes. Halo, listen, Halo's a big franchise. It's a huge. It's got a huge fan base, man. That's why they keep cranking out Even games, still? no matter how bad they are. Yep. Okay. It's still right. Xbox's like highest selling game every time they release one. But now doesn't Microsoft own it? Not Bungie. And all, I know that doesn't matter to most people. But Bungie I'm just... Bungie doesn't make the game. Uh, Mike three four three studios, which is three four three industries, which is owned by Microsoft, does make okay. whatever new games have come out since Halo Four. All right, uh, I here's the thing: most video game uh, movies, uh, you know, they're shit. So I mean, even with a name like Spielberg behind it producing, that just means that he threw some money at it. Maybe comes in and reads the script once or twice. Are we expecting this to be good? I mean. The reason most video game movies are shit is because you have an hour and a half to two hours max to delve into a backstory of a game that takes anywhere between eight to 20 hours to complete. Um, so there's no story there. Like, I think with a 10 hour miniseries, you, you can do some some good and, and build the world. I guess the only all right. So I remember being extremely disappointed with Assassin's Creed. However, comma we heard that Netflix was working on an animated and you version were excited of by Creed. that, and I'm excited by that. So I guess maybe TV. I think you're right. I think that's more time to tell a story, more time to flesh it out. Fine, it's live action though. So I mean, like that's I, I'm interesting. T- I'm telling you right now, if you're worried about the live action aspect, track down. I, I don't remember the name of it. Um, hard, hard to track it down then. No, I'm going to tell you the name of it right now. You give me two minutes. Find the Halo Nightfall series. That's the series that Mike Coulter did. It's it's solid. It came out in 2014, back when we were still bouncing back and forth as to whether or not this movie was going to happen. Um, it's only a couple episodes. You can probably find it online. Um, it's very It's very good. It's very All well right. done. There's also... A uh, short movie that they did called Forward Unto Dawn, which is also live action. And I think after you watch these things, you'll 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 realize that this this franchise in particular can definitely be no definitely be done in live action and be done well. All right, well, I'll I'll, I'll add it to the list and we'll we'll see what happens with it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for my favorite hobby in the world: going around the internet, finding the weird, finding the obscure, and then I ask for a tech perspective. Why did it switch to a... It used to be... Yeah, it used to be that. Uh, We've got some follow-up when it comes to the tech perspective. Uh, First thing is this. Google Duplex. Remember that thing that would call restaurants and make a reservation for you? Yeah, that's dumb. Okay, well, it's it's going into beta testing. It's actually in California calling a few restaurants. A couple of reporters were given the opportunity to talk to... Uh, said machine. They even made a little video explaining uh, how it works, and uh, they did make sure to put in one little change when it connects the phone call. Where the call starts, this is an automated call that will be recorded. I'm looking for a table for a client on Tuesday the 12th. It now informs you, hi, I'm a robot. B, You mean I'm exactly what we were talking about? Yeah, I'm being recorded, and then, you know, then it does the Google stuff. Here's the thing. The reporters were like, at first, they're like, okay, it tells you you're, war- you're a robot, whatever. And then you kind of get used to it. Like, you don't think of it as, like, a, a machine. It's got a lot of ums and uhs. Uh, people tried to, to to trick it. So Dieter Bone from The Verge, uh, he was talking to it. It was like, yeah, I'd like to make a reservation uh, at 8 o'clock. And he said, okay, uh, just to let you know, the bar closed. The rest the, just to let you know, the kitchen closes at 7, so we only have bar food. And then it paused for a little bit and went, um... Okay, thanks. Bye. And just hung up the phone. He's like, oh, well, I guess I would say no, too. I, I really with the full menu, not just the bar. So it's got some kinks. The bar has but- the best food. It's all fried and cheesy and delicious. 
<laughs> but uh, listen, uh, the videos in the show notes, I, I you should check it out because now that it's disclaiming or now it's giving that disclaimer of like, hey, I'm a robot. Um, I I kind of wish I could use this. I think it would be pretty interesting, but it seems a lot more safe. And listen, coming from a person who has avoided every type of social interaction throughout his entire life. Just get over it and make your own reservation. I'm on the phone eight hours a day for my job. The last thing I want to do when I'm done with my job is spend five minutes to get a reservation. Hell yeah. Let me get a robot on that. Don't we have an app? Doesn't Josh use open table or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Listen, I understand that. But you can't do open table for like a barbershop or something. Again, Josh is yelling at me right now. It's a restaurant. I think you can do it at a barbershop, restaurants, things that take appointments. Great. Like you that. know what? 90% Let, of but, but, good barbershops but, 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 wait, have wait, an wait, online but, but, appointment but, but, scheduler. I know. Here's the deal. The, the only thing this made me realize was when we looked at sci-fi movies and books and, and all that stuff about what robots will be doing in the future, right? What AI will be doing in the future. It never included the worms. Um, mm, uh, um, That's uh, not true. Blade Runner. Blade Runner had ums and ahs? I don't know. Oh, I'm with just, replicants themselves. I mean, replicants but, were pretty much just humans. But when you're dealing with, like, a computer voice in, you, on Star Trek, right? It's like, computer. You didn't go, uh, yeah? Engage. Um, okay. Um, I'll, never did I'll, 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 uh, I'll rebut with the holodeck in Next Generation is all just regular-ass people. We have gone too nerdy, even for me. There is no such thing as too nerdy on a podcast called That Kind of Nerd. We, we have hit it when we talk Star Trek for more than 30 seconds. I, Star uh, Trek is one of, of the greatest television series of all time. Next bit of follow-up, Brian. Fine. Uh, good friend of the show, Austin Winchester. Thank you, sir, for doing the the, the Lord's work. We talked last week about uh, sharing uh, Amazon accounts. More and importantly, kind of getting... Austin, thank you for doing our work. Yeah, thank you for doing my job. I appreciate it. Austin, uh, we were talking about sharing Amazon Prime accounts and getting some benefits, to which I asked, are there audiobooks that you get for free with Prime? And he said, no, no free audiobook stuff, except... You do get the Amazon audiobook app, Audible, and for like $16 a month, you get a book every month that's free, like you get to keep it, uh, and then which is great because audiobooks are normally like $16 to $40 a pop, so you really get it for like 50% off. You get an audiobook every month to choose from. If you don't like the book, you can exchange it for another book. So it's a pretty good program. They're saying, hey, listen, you're getting the discount, $16 a month because you're prime. Audiobooks normally cost you 30 Bam, if you do an audiobook a month, which I highly recommend you do, uh, totally worth it. So thank you, Austin. That is uh, just the tip I was looking for because I love audiobooks and I may have to take advantage of this. Ah, nice. And more Amazon follow-up news. Uh, We talked about this a couple months ago. Amazon was working on a service called Prime Wardrobe, which is aiming to take a a slash of these Burt boxes and other clothing companies that will send you stuff in a box. You try it on, see how it fits, and if you don't like it, you send it back. And if you do, you keep it and you pay for it. Amazon Prime Wardrobe has officially launched to all Prime members starting late last week. So congratulations. I'm a Prime member. I know you can now go onto Amazon Prime, pick out some articles of clothing that are included within the Prime wardrobe, try them at home, and if you don't like them, you send them back, and if you do like them, you keep it and you uh, you pay for them. Uh, it takes a lot of pain out of a uh, you know clothes shopping and getting a good variety. Um, so very interesting. I have tried a lot of these services. The problem with them is this: the clothes are super. Expensive. You have an awkward body. I do have an awkward body. I really do. I have an awkward body, so like clothes don't fit right. Um, there's usually a stylist who like, you're kind of talking with a whole bunch. You're like, Oh, I like this. And I like that. And I like, and like, they pick the clothes for you. But the real problem is this. There's usually some kind of service fee involved with this where you put $50 down. Or if you don't return, if you don't buy something, you pay like $10 for like processing. And, and then like you, you feel pressured now into buying an article of clothing. Like I did this once and they're like, well, we're going to charge you $20 if you return everything for stylus fees. But if you buy something, we won't charge it. And I'm like, fine, I'll buy a pair of socks for $12. So uh, I, I, didn't, I don't There's like the stylus fee for socks. Yeah. yeah. Well, and why like, would you the, return socks? Here's the whole outfit. And it was like, here's buy these socks. They were pineapple socks. Like they weren't. You don't want to talk about the pineapple incident? I don't I I don't want to talk about the pineapple incident. Okay. And I also I, I I'm offended that you brought it up because I don't bring up the goat with you. So don't listen, bring up the that goat incident. is don't. a treasure. I don't want to hear it. 
So uh, try this out. I think it's pretty awesome. There is a link in the show notes that you can go ahead and take a peek at a little more details for it. But I highly recommend uh, giving that a good look-see. That concludes the follow-up from Tech Perspective. And I do have one new topic, and I'm very interested to hear your perspective on this, Brian. Uh, there's something I absolutely hate about Facebook, besides a lot of things. Besides Facebook in general? Yes. Okay. But the worst thing is spoilers, right? For example, I'm behind on Westworld right now. Don't at me, okay? Just, I haven't I, watched any of this season yet, so it's okay. Right, and here's the thing. It just ended, right? The season finale yep. just ended. And there's it nothing did. worse than just scrolling through Facebook one day, and then, bam, a massive spoiler hits you in the face. Well, they're working on a feature that will let you block TV and movie spoilers by keywords. Ooh. So if you see a post, you just kind of go into little tabs and where you would mute something or report it. There's a little feature there to snooze on keywords. Uh, great idea. I've got one problem. Doesn't it require that you see a spoiler post to who added to the system? You've got it. Like, uh, oh, shit, I just got Westworld spoiled for me. Well, let me add that to my keywords. Yeah. Uh, Even though my life is already ruined. Now, here's here's the, the flip side of that. Sometimes you can kind of scroll through and you see the word Westworld like, ah, so you, you, then you can do it. But uh, people have asked that. They said, hey, Facebook, like you, you're kind of missing the whole point. I want to avoid it before I see it. So they said that they're going to be working on a way to uh, add keywords before you see a post about it. Uh, obviously, this expands beyond uh, TV uh, and movies, so I, you can block other things. But uh, this is pretty awesome. Go ahead. What's your question? I think I found another flaw. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. What's that? Well, let me ask you this. If Even if they do make up this way that like I can go into like a completely separate window and I'll type in everything right before right. I see the spoiler. Correct. I type in Westworld. Westworld is one word. But yeah. some person who doesn't realize that Westworld is one word puts West space world. I'm still going to see that. I, I, I can't answer that. However, I would say as a nerd, uh, you should probably go Westworld one word, Westworld two words. That's way too much work. Um, what about like, does it, is know. it case sensitive? Uh, I, I have no idea. If I, I capitalize it, will it only check for the I, capitalized? I, I imagine it doesn't. I, cause like if you do control F on your, uh, your, your web browser well, and type true, in Westworld, true, yeah, true, it'll true. do the same thing. I'm just sure it's case sensitive. Um, but what listen. happens if someone is talking about east to west and then it sees just west and it just everything that has to do with well, west? Think about that. If anything that has to do with west is blocked, you're also not seeing Kanye West and you're welcome. Oh, that's a very good point. But you know what? He is a lyrical genius, so I might want to see that. If you block The Walking Dead and you try to do all those keywords, maybe you, you stop seeing charity walks. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible. Walking for, for you know, a cure for cancer. I feel like this is flawed. Uh, you know what? Let's it just is. not use Facebook anymore. Do you, know, just saying, do you know why it's flawed? Because Facebook. The only reason you should be going to Facebook is going to Facebook.com slash that kind of nerd to interact and talk with us. If I put in, if I put in my keywords, will they then use those keywords to sell me you're, ads? You're goddamn right they will. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, you know what? Brian doesn't want to see Westworld stuff. So, But you know we, what? You, because... He put that. It means he's a fan of the show. Let's sell him some Westworld merch. Let's uh, let's get HBO all up in his shit. Let's get it all up in there. Yep, it's gonna flood your Instagram page too. Good luck with that. Terrible idea. Listen, everything on Facebook is to serve you an ad. Absolutely. Well, I'm very curious to see what you will be filtering out. Uh, So, uh, if you have more flaws in this, please, 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 text us at four eight four three seven three four one one nine. I want to hear them. Uh, and then this way we can tear this apart even more next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk about the world of comics. How it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but more importantly, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! Brian, let's just jump into this. This is the topic we've been waiting for for months. DC, their streaming service has uh, gotten a lot more details. And it is more than just a, a Netflix for these original shows. It now is hosting comics and old movies. It is it is more than we thought it was going to be. Uh, I am very curious, sir, to get your impressions about this. Uh, my impressions are I signed up for the beta and I hope that I get in. <laughs> and, I, and I know Josh also signed up for the beta. So one of us is getting in, hopefully. I signed up for the beta as well. Uh, no, I mean... I think this is I think this is a really smart play uh, on DC's part, not just, you know, hey, here's some original series. It's not like CBS All Access where like, hey, you want this one show, sign up. Like there's a ton of stuff on here. There's like I have a list of all the things that are that are coming out. And we've talked about Titans, uh, the Titan show, Doom Patrol, 
Swamp Thing, the new season of Young Justice and Harley Quinn. And that's just the original series that are going to premiere on this. But there's a backlog of, you know, their animated stuff, their animated um, movie or animated series. Batman the Animated Series is going to be on here. Yes. Which is awesome. Yep, yes. Absolutely. I need to watch that series more. Um, you know, Wonder Woman 77, if you've never seen the Linda Carter Wonder Woman show, is going to be on here. Ooh. Max Fleischler's Superman cartoon, the, the old serials <gasps> from the 40s really? and 50s. Yeah, that's going to be I love those. Here. So, like, the, the, and if you're a Superman fan, Lois and Clark, starring Dean Cain, is going to be Bill on Avengers there. Adventures of Superman? Oh, man. No, I'm but so see, I mean, this. This has some This really is a cool really stuff. smart move. This and on really top smart. of that, you have the original Supermans 1 through 4, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight are going to be on there. And like even some of their like lesser known shows are probably aren't that great like Birds of Prey, which I actually want to rewatch Birds of Prey, so I I'm looking forward to being able to rewatch it through here and not go spend money on the DVD. Uh, Static Shock. Remember Static Shock? <gasps> Superhero Static Yeah, Shock. and then they have some of their animated stuff on here. Uh, the like Superman this. Doomsday movie, Gotham by Gaslight. But on top right, of so, that, mm-hmm. on top of that, they're also putting like a backlog of like a thousand or so comic books on here from series, you know, such as Action Comics, Batman, Detective Comics, Green Arrow, um, The Flash, Wonder Woman. Like, I think this is really smart because. You come for the shows, but maybe you start like, hey, you know what? I, I Let me read some of these comic books. Maybe you've never read a DC comic book before, and you get into one of these stories. You can generate some new fans who can go in and like start buying comic books on a monthly basis because they like what's on here. And it's only going to be growing. There's only going to be more stuff that they're going to add to it. And just like Netflix, if people aren't reading, you know... Aquaman, they'll pull it and they'll put something else in its place to try and generate some more interest around it. I think I think this is smart. I think whatever their monthly cost is going to be, I'm in because just for the the streaming movie and and TV content alone, like I you can't find Static Shock anywhere to buy. No. You can't find Batman in the animated series. Not yet. I mean, they're supposed to be re-releasing it in HD on Blu-ray soon. But the thing right, is, but like, you can't this is going to be the HD re-release. You're going to get to see it on this app before they yeah. officially re-release it. So, and I mean, that's really cool. I mean, DC has got, you know, 70 or 80 years of stuff that they can just continually add on to this. They've been doing, you know, shows since the 60s. Some of them took off, some of them didn't. But like it doesn't even look like they're sticking to their most popular things. Cause like yeah, birds of prey really was canceled out. after like eight episodes and they're putting that stuff on there. So, but so listen me as, as a, a person who is a huge DC fan, right? I love the journey, Batman, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, but that, yay. I, I'm, I'm all for that, but uh, I've never read a DC comic in my life. Uh, this is a service that I would pay. Are you ready for this, Brian? I would pay $15 a month for this. I'd be all for that. I'd pay 20. I Honestly. barely I pay two dollars for Netflix and I complain about the two dollars. I would pay fifteen dollars to have all of this because I'm not going to lie. I would love to watch uh, Lois and Clark, the new Avengers of Superman. That show was fantastic. I love Dean Cain. It was campy and everything, <laughs> it's campy. everything it's that's fun. wrong about it's, it is everything I love about it's, it. Okay? It's fun. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I feel you. And then for uh, people who are, are cord cutters, let me tell you where this service will be available. iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV and Android TV, as well as the web, all on launch date. That's incredible. Um, this looks to be fantastic. So, yes. So as soon as we know any information, we will let you know if we're invited into the beta. We will I definitely really hope feedback. so. We should know if uh, if we're invited into the beta in August, I think, is when the beta is going to launch. Um, I'm hoping I'm one of them. And, and, and it's not even just so... I don't know if any of their original series stuff is going to be on here, even if the classic stuff is on there. Like, I'll watch the 1990 series of The Flash because it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm going to I'm going to binge those 50 Superman cartoons. I can't tell you how much I grew up on them and I love them. They're so good. The animation on them is fantastic. Anyway, I'm super excited. Uh, about a DC theme, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Papa Thornton, can't wait for, to, for you to watch some of your uh, classic shows, which I know you're going to dive into those. Uh, now, Brian, DC is in the news uh, still for some different reasons, which comes to people trying to get into comics. Mm. DC has announced a partnership with Walmart to start selling comics within their stores. Um, 
This is similar kind of to the move that we heard that GameStop is going to start selling some comics as well. Um, but this, this is, is a, different. This is a, this is different. Because Walmart's this is, not a dying business. No, no, they're not. And and um, I, I'm going to reach out to a couple of people that are are in this industry to get their feedback. But what is your thoughts of Walmart jumping into this space? My thoughts are are, are this uh, from the article that I read. This deal that they have with Walmart is not for the new books that are coming out every month. It's essentially they're going to be releasing some books that are probably a few months old. Um, and, you know, the, obviously the bigger ones. I mean, I remember when I was a kid going into like a Kmart. Yeah, I said Kmart. Um, and they had like these packs like you could buy like 30 comic books for like six bucks. And like you had some duds in there, but you had some really good stuff. And that's what like kind of got me more, that's a, more isn't into that, comic books. Isn't that what got you into comics was seeing that at the at the stores? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a it was a Redner's that we were at that I got right. that. But I mean, in, in in all honesty, this is like how kids, you know, younger kids get, can get into comic books because their parents aren't necessarily going to a comic book store. But you know who where they do go? Walmart all the freaking time. And if you can get these in front of some people who want to like delve into this and generate some more interest, not just in the movies, but into the comic book stories, this could, especially since they're older issues, this could drive some people into the smaller comic book you know, shops who have the latest and greatest issues who are coming out every month saying, you know what? I really liked this issue, uh, this thing of Batman that I read that I picked up at Walmart. Let me go start picking up some of the newer stuff. Like, I think this is a really good idea. Here's, here's what I see. This, this, this is going to happen. Um, they're going to put the, this is my hypothesis. I have no proof. They're going to put these comics in the same aisle by the checkouts that no one goes to by the made for TV, like stuff. With like all the Pokemon and then, like, cards and then and the trading cards and, and all that, right? So they're going to put them there. Uh, or, or they're going to, you know how like you go in there and there's like Mike and Ike's and Sour Skittles in a big bucket for a dollar, like they're in that dollar grab bin. Uh, I also kind of see them just kind of throwing them in there. Like, I don't think they're going to give them love and attention, uh, honestly, because Walmart, like they don't have to like, like right. people want to be there. However, uh, I think you are correct in the sense that this is a great gateway. I really hope fingers crossed. This is a gateway thing where a kid picks up a comic and goes, mom, can I buy this? Mom looks at it and goes, it's a dollar, two dollars. Yeah, sure. Kid reads it goes, this is pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, the story is over. It's like to be continued or, or read their next issue. And it's like, I want the next thing. Go to Walmart. It's not there. And you walk into a comic book store with comic in hand. And go, I read this more, please. And it, it drives business to local comic book shops. That's that's what I that's what I want. I mean, that's, I don't that's think what I Walmart hope. is going to stock it with the most up to date. I mean, I don't I don't think pick list kind of stuff. I don't I agree with you to a point. I, I think if. And it's Walmart. And listen, they have aisles of Marvel toys and DC toys. They have sections of the movies and the animated stuff. Like, I I see them putting these books there. That makes the most sense from a, from a, a merchandising I think, standpoint. I think that's where it starts. But as we all know, Walmart. And, and in six months, it'll it'll be in a bin somewhere where it's neglected. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I think... I think I think it's going to do a little bit better than your. I'm more hopeful that's going to be a little bit better than you. All right. Well, I, that is enough DC talk. Let's move on to the world of Marvel. And and I let's get this topic out of the way. Jared Leto has confirmed that he has been cast as Morbius for a Morbius standalone movie that Sony's doing. No, thank you. Okay, let's do more Spider-Man spinoffs of villains that. Nobody asked for. Do you want a Morbius movie? Like, do you really want a Morbius movie without um, Spider Man? Without I, Spider Man? I, I would you just let me talk? Just let me talk. Please go ahead. I do not want a Morbius movie. Um, for for those of you who don't know who Morbius is, he's legitimately a Spider Man villain. He is a vampire. He doesn't feast on blood. He 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 feasts on plasma. Listen, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Listen. I'm not upset by the casting. Just like I wasn't upset with Tom Hardy being Venom, I think Jared Leto is a great choice for Morbius. Morbius works in one of two fashions. He either works as an anti-hero who is like probably like killing other vampires or anything with it, which if that's like the case, Blade. if that's the case, just give me another Blade movie. Hell yeah. Or he works as 
not a villain, but like a misunderstood villain. The best thing about this character is when the hero who has very defined versions of what's right and what's wrong has, has to wrestle with the fact that this guy is just trying to live and he's doing what he's trying to 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 do to live and and he doesn't necessarily kill people maliciously and what do you do with that and is it okay do i do like that's when he that that's where he works best it's 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 one of those things where like he tries not to to hurt people right that that don't deserve to be hurt in order to stay alive right because he's not really a bad guy and then like in extreme cases when he hasn't eaten in a long time or he's really low, then he goes feral and it's oh, like a werewolf. Like, oh, no, what did I do? Right. That kind of thing. Um, that's a great villain in a movie that is not all about him. Right. You you can't make that the, the story or, or, or the main and focal point of the movie. So it's, uh... I wish Sony would just stop. Just Sony, please, <laughs> please, please, please just let Marvel I've, I've already do their you... thing. I've already given you my idea for Sony with, with Spider-Man stuff. Let him make all the animated series that they want. You Sony, you can have all the animated Spider-Man rights. Have at him. Let Marvel handle all the live action stuff. I just wish Sony would just let Marvel take these characters and do so much better. Speaking of Spider-Man, I just, this is really quick. Uh, Tom Holland, uh, Oops, he leaked the title of the next movie. Oh, yeah, he totally accidentally, oh, totally on purpose it leaked the title. That's totally not a marketing gimmick at all. Uh, the new movie is called Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. They used the fact that, you know, Tom Holland's a leaker to, to kind of do this. It was fine, uh, but I don't understand, Brian. Tom Holland's a leaker. Be- Name of the episode. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> hey, Brian, how is it possible that there's a Spider-Man sequel when he died in Avengers? Uh, who cares? Um, I mean, I'll answer that for you. Kevin Feige said, well, you don't know when this takes place. Exactly. To which I said, bullshit, Kevin Feige. I know when this takes place. Which which is which is clearly the the movie studio uh, equivalent of I know what you are, but what am I? They're trying to throw people off. But listen, when Homecoming was coming (laughs) out, Kevin Feige was very upfront about who better to usher in this new Asia Marvel than Spider-Man. This is going to take place after. He's going to come back. We all know he's going to come back. Stop treating me like I'm stupid, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. Oh, oh, listen. Oh, yep, please. Yep. Listen, I love what you've done, and I love these movies, and I know certain characters are going to come back and stay back. They just announced Doctor Strange 2. You can't freaking tell me that both Doctor Strange 2 and Spider-Man Far From Home are going to take place before Avengers 4. It's just not, no, that's not what's going to happen, all right? Just, just. Treat me like the 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 uh, comic book uh, fan that you have, you know, catered to for ten years, and you know, just just say, hey, listen, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in Avengers Four. Just watch and find out. That's 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 all. Like I, I know he's coming back. I know not everybody's going to make it back, but I know he's coming back. End of Brian's soapbox. Uh, so listen, as we say at the end of every episode, this is not a one-way conversation. We want to hear from you, whether it's a subject on Cape Talk, Tech Perspective, Screen to Stream, or of course, if you go onto Patreon and become one of our donors, you're going to make me see Skyscraper. I know you're going to make me see Skyscraper. I got to convince my wife people to go see that movie. I hope. You got a movie pass. Don't freaking sit there and be it's like, it's such time, a chore. Brian. Well, listen. Uh, we don't just say that we actually believe it. So we got uh, a voicemail from uh, someone on our Instagram page. His name is Mikey. By the way, Mikey is a great cosplayer with Spider-Man. You got to see his work. I'll include a link in the show notes. Uh, but he had a question for us. So I wanted to take the opportunity. Uh, to discuss Ooh, that a part. question. Hi, uh, I'm Mikey boy cosplay. Um, met you guys over Instagram. So you kind of gave me the number and everything. I guess I kind of wanted to ask, you know, what's your kind of view on cosplay? Also, I, I forgot one question, the main question that I was really me- meaning to ask. So, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the Spider-Man game coming up. I mean, a lot of people are on the PS4 Spider-Man games. The only suit that I have currently, even though I'm ordering more. What are your feelings on it? What do you think that they should add? What do you think they should change, if anything, you feel like that? Where do you think this game will go in its potential, and where do you think it will go in reality? Uh, thank you, and um, yeah. So uh, first, uh, thank you, Mikey, for for your questions. Um, uh, let's address the first one: cosplay. I, I love cosplay. I, I I need to learn more about that community. Uh, I I've I have some friends who cosplay. Uh, I'm enjoying your work uh, in your Spider-Man cosplay. Um, I, I just I just need to learn more about that world. I think it's utterly fascinating. It's really awesome. So uh, that's I mean that's my answer to that. Brian, cosplay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very much in the same boat. Uh, uh, listen, Mikey, I don't personally cosplay. I do not have the body to cosplay, and I know <laughs> it, and I'm good enough to recognize it and not subject people to it. Um, but I will say this, like, I've been to a, a lot of cons, and, and I, I, I love not just, like, you know, the intricacies of, like, just how much time and devotion, I mean, yourself and other people in this community, like, put into their their costumes and everything, but a lot of them, like... They like try to embody that character and they do like funny little quips. Like you see online, like all of these like funny the things Deadpools. that like Deadpool cosplayers do. But I mean, a lot of people do that. And I think it's awesome. And, and I, I love, I love, you know, just that kind of like that kind of unabashed, like just pure joy and love for, for a, a medium and expressing it through dressing up as your favorite character or dressing up as, you know, the steampunk version of your character. I've seen so many and they're so cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's fan, fantastic. And, and you want know I think you know, I'll, I'll, I want to add to that. I, I love how inviting that community is. Brian just said, you know, I don't really have the body for it. I don't have the body for it either. But no one really cares. Like, they'll, I mean, yeah. Brian has said this in the past episode. Uh, when you go to Comic-Con, there's at least one fat Spider-Man, right? There's at <laughs> least one fat Spider-Man. Anyone, no one, no one gives him shit about it. Um, I, I love the fact that uh, also people sometimes flip the genders of their their characters. I think cosplay is a great community. I would love to learn more about it. I think it would be fun just to kind of dive into that world a little bit. I think that's the one part of my nerdiness I need to expand on. Uh, but they're very welcoming and very inviting. And uh, I, I'm I, like I said, I'm very glad to, to see you and a couple of the people I know in, in that world. Mikey, I have a question for you in terms of cosplay. How do you see in this Spider-Man costume? This is awesome. Yeah. I don't know how, like... See, that, and this is why I couldn't like do I could never do this justice because like I would I would not be the guy who could like make this work to the point where I can walk around a convention center and see and, you know, have like clear vision and stuff like that. It's got to be difficult. I, I took a mask making class in college. Yeah, I was a theater major. That's what I did. I, I, I paid money for that class and got credits for it. Uh, and I made a Spider-Man mask and that was my number one complaint was I made it like kind of almost like they did with uh, the sunglasses in, in the uh what was it what was the name uh, in, in the Andrew in, in Garfield Spider-Man they did in that. the Andrew Garfield one and uh I couldn't see shit so uh power to you for doing that second part uh what do I think about the Spider-Man game on on PlayStation uh I think Mikey I'm going to have to buy a PlayStation and that that hurts me uh I'm I'm I may have to do that there have been a lot of leaks about some of the rumored uh villains everything's kind of still been a little tight knit and very very hush hush I think this is amazing I think that the team that's been working on it has been working on it for years and the gameplay looks fantastic. It looks it looks like what Spider-Man games should be. And uh even the bad Spider-Man games like Web of Shadows and stuff like that have always I enjoyed been good. Web of Shadows. Web of Shadows was interesting, okay? It had you had to fight on the walls and it it, it wasn't it wasn't great. But it was still good. It was still um, fun, and it was still you fun. Didn't have to fight. Okay, you. We're, listen, we're getting, the mechanics we're getting too, of the mechanic. Are we getting into? This? We're getting too deep into Web of Shadows. Oh, I enjoyed okay. Web of Shadows. I played it like four times so I could get the four endings. It was fun. Here, here's the thing. Uh, where is it going, and where do we like it to go? Where do we, where do we think it could go realistically? Where I listen. I think this is one of those things that's kind of like Elder Scrolls. Take your time, make it fantastic. And I'll take it whenever you make it, and I'll play the crap out of it. Where would I like it to see? I mean, let's go huge open world. Let's take Spider-Man out of New York and put him in some other cities and adventures with Avengers if we can. Like, let's go bananas. Where's it realistically going? I, I hope they do this uh, as, as long as they can. I will buy all of them and buy all the PlayStations that I need to in order to play this game. Uh Utterly fantastic, Brian. The uh, floor is yours, Mikey. I, 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 I don't, I doubt that you know this. I am a huge Spider-Man fan, um, so I'm super excited for this game. Uh, just like CJ said, I, I think it's everything that uh, Spider-Man should be. I mean, we've gotten bits and pieces in games before, you know, but this this kind of melds. Like you either got an open world game, which you know ended up being kind of boring sometimes. Or you got a game like Shattered Dimensions, which was very linear, but still, you know, a lot of fun with the, the fighting mechanics and stuff like that. And I think this game kind of melds the two together so I can have my cake and eat it, too. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm really going to be interested to see where this story goes. I, I think this game is going to be very 
focused on a new type of Sinister Six. You, you have six bad guys, and that's going to be just the the main brunt of the game. I th- I think I really think that we're just going to stick in the Spider Man universe. Um, I would love to see it where I mean, listen, you know, Marvel. Marvel is beautiful with the fact that pretty much every one of their heroes lived in New York at one time or another. <laughs> so we can absolutely see like cameos from like the Avengers and Fantastic Four and X-Men and, and that kind of stuff. Like I'd like to see a little bit more of that, but like I'd like to see Spider-Man interact with other heroes. What I would really like to see out of these games moving forward, I don't know if this one's going to do do it or not. The thing that I loved most about one of my favorite Spider-Man games was the original Spider-Man on PS1. And the reason I love it so much is not because the graphics or the gameplay, which were fine for the time. It had so many of these collectibles that you could collect every conceivable costume that Spider-Man's ever had. I played the entire game once as the Amazing Bag Man, which was just Spider-Man in a Fantastic Four onesie and a paper bag on his head. And I did it because I could. (laughs) <laughs> and I would love to see that because Spider-Man's got so much like little like nuances, backstories. Like I'd love to be able to switch costumes at, at any given moment and switch to the big time costume or switch to the Spider-Man 2099 costume just because I like the feel of that costume. And the other thing that they did were, were these like comic book cover collectibles. And, and that was one of the huge things that I loved about it. Like when I, when I think about this game, I think about how, you know, it's very much like arkham knight and arkham knight had all these like riddler trophies and stuff that you could collect why can't we do that with like these spider-man like comic book covers and these costumes and things like that and really increase the replayability um i think like the success of the arkham series proved to everybody that it's not necessarily all about the the mechanics of the game itself it's about the story and how you fit the mechanics of the game into that story and if we get a solid sinister six story out of this I'd love to see some some bigger, you know, Spider-Man villains come into play. I'd like to, you know, do another story with Venom or Green Goblin or Carnage. Like, there's so many things that you can pull from the Spider-Man mythos that you can just turn into a game that I think if this is successful, and I think it will be because, like CJ said, it's had a ton of time and, and love and care poured into it. I, I would love to see, you know, those stories kind of expand. Feeding off of Brian, Brian, you reminded me of something. My hopes for Spider-Man games. I, and I can't remember the Spider-Man game right off the top of my head right now. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of too many. Uh, one of the costumes that you could unlock was the big time costume. And when I saw it, uh, I went to Brian. I was like, hey, I love Spider-Man. I have no idea what the hell big time is. Like, what is this? And Brian said, uh, okay, I'm not going to explain this to you. Here are the comics you should read for Spider-Man. And I read the big time series because of this game. Uh, that is what I want. I want more. I want more of that. I want. Yeah, I want more of that. I want more people to get intrigued. Like with the collectibles, also you know, there was trivia of Spider-Man. Uh, when you got the the covers, you also got to learn a little bit about behind the scenes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that I think would excite a lot of people. So, uh, amazing question. Thank you so much for this. Uh, we always want to hear questions from you, the fans. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or of course, you can always call four eight four three seven three four one one nine, like Mikey did. Uh, check out Mikey's cosplay uh, on Instagram. It's Mikey Boy Cosplay. I got a link in the show notes. So uh, that's Mikey Boy, which is M-I-K-E-Y-B-O-I cosplay on Instagram. Go check it out. Uh, fantastic. Really liked it. Really good. Good question. Uh, listen, thank you so much uh, for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Again, this episode, though, would not be possible without the support of Brian Roman and many others on Patreon. If you want to go ahead and subject me to go seeing Skyscraper, uh, go ahead and join the $10 tier so we can go ahead and make that exclusive content. Patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. It is in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Josh Burns will be here, too. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, we'll take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see, there's many points where we can agree, like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd, and Apple versus Android is a case to be heard, and that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd, well welcome to the club cause you were that kind of nerd. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to talk about the world of movies in a segment that we now call... Screen to stream. This segment currently does not have a theme song. <laughs> For theme song like, submissions, sh- please subscribe to our Patreon. 
<laughs> it needs to be like screen to stream. Screen like to a, stream. Not not like that. <laughs> like in a world kind of thing. Oh we yeah, the announcer. <gasps> oh my god, that's it. I need okay, I know exactly what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna get the inception. Oh, no, 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 no. I you got, got you, it? fam. Hang on. But hang, I gotta, on <laughs> hang on. But I'm gonna I, I I got I got something, I think. Screen to stream. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in post. I'm not doing it here. Gonna get the audio file, drop it in, screen to stream. Alright, cool. In a world. In a world. I got some steamer material for you right now. So remember last week how we had CJ Soapbox? We did. Well, I, I got I got another edition for you right now. So during the, the, the recording of this episode, uh, my wife was uh, doing the wash in our apartment complex, which of course has a communal washer and dryer kind of situation. Um, dryers take a, an hour to do, 60 minutes. My wife sent me a text while we were in the, the segment talking about Walmart and, and DC Comics. Hey, the wash is done. Can you go just get it out of the, the dryer for me? So being a good husband, I said, absolutely sure. I did. Uh, I'm like, what What was it? It was, it was just one basket. Just It's pretty easy. So I, I went down to go there, and I get into the laundry room, and my basket is sitting on top of my dryers. I'm like, that's odd. And they're hot, and they're they're dry. I'm like... Weird, and I look at the dryers, and they are at sixty minutes left on the timer, which means they just started. So my wash. So someone took just, your shit out and just put it got, on there. Someone took my shit out of the dryer, which just ended, like the timer just ended, and and got it out. And and like if they would have waited a minute and a half, like a decent human being, I would have gotten it out, no problem. So here's the best part about this: I know that they have to go back there. In 60 minutes. I may fuck with them a little bit. Who knows? You don't do that. You don't take things... Like, if it, like I had a neighbor who left their stuff in the dryer for an hour and 40 minutes. To which I taped a thing on the dryer saying, My stuff's in the washer getting... Just getting gross. Like, be a decent human being next time and, and get out of here quickly. And I kept tabs on the time and kept updating the time on the sheet of paper. Hell yeah, I was passive-aggressive. But I didn't touch their shit. That's not my that's not my right as a person. Don't take shit out of someone else's dryer. Like you're handling like my kids' clothes and stuff. Fuck you. Thank you for listening to this edition of CJ Soapbox. I feel better now. Do, 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 do. So I went and I got a got a beverage. Yes, I can. An alcoholic beverage? Or is it like a Dr. Pepper? <laughs>